This episode of DCR is brought to you by World Anvil, an award-winning website offering you a wealth of tools for building your next great adventure. This is Daniel. This is Krebs. This is Alfin. This is Matai, the other Krebs. And you're listening to the greatest geek podcast out there, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we have the one, the only, the international best-selling author, Michael Brent Collings. Yay! And I can honestly say he has been here longer than everyone else but me. That's right. (laughs) I still remember the very first day I met him, and he just sat down and said, you guys interview authors? And we're like, yeah. He's like, great, I'm an author. And then he went really weird and yeah <laughs> you didn't so see if that you have not heard that episode um maybe we will talk about the golden baby and what it that always means. comes up it, it always comes up it just made him a perfect candidate for the show that's all yeah. you do <laughs> and it made him very memorable that's for certain and you know uh, we have remained friends for the last 14 almost 15 years uh oh my so gosh i know it has been that long but th- thank you for coming on the show and, and talking about writing and all the amazing stuff that you, you have in the works. My pleasure. It's always fun to it's always fun to talk to you, Dan, and I'm I'm willing to interact with your friends despite all I know about you. So it works for everybody. <laughs> it is. We thank you. Know, you. Yeah. They're they're <laughs> a great group of guys. So uh, <laughs> if you have never heard of Michael Brent Collings, then you guys are definitely in for a treat and probably li- have been living under a rock for a long time because most often you can find his name fairly closely uh, on Amazon next to Stephen King. Uh, he's famous for uh, horror, uh, fantasy even, uh, and some other great uh, novels. So uh, let's jump into this. Let's have some fun. I'm sure there will be s- some some laughter, some, some dad jokes that we'll hear. <laughs> yeah. We'll have some amazingness. But before I jump into any of this, many of you may have noticed there is a certain voice on this episode mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Alton has returned full time yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. I have spent my years in exile and now I return to clutter the airwaves once again. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we are so glad to have you back. And that doesn't that basically make this like a new season of Dungeon Crawlers? I mean, <laughs> conceptually. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. we're going to put a lot of pressure on Michael Brent Collings today then, because, you mm. know, new season means we've got to have He's good energy opener. today. Yeah. Oh my gosh, don't be doing that to me. That's just the, that's the best way to suck the life out of anybody to be like, hey, it counts today. <laughs> well, well, the good news is, is that I actually hear that you bring a couple of things that really, really count today. And one of them that I know we're very excited to talk about is this new course that you're putting together. I, I heard there's some new website. What's up with that? Um, yeah, so I have a website uh, and there's a course on it. I don't complicate well things. That's all that's, I got that, for you tonight. Perfect. No. <laughs> yeah, it's um. so I have uh, it's called Bestseller Life and it's at bestsellerlife.com. And it's basically, um, it's aiming to be the most comprehensive writing and self-publishing course out there um, from someone who's actually done it. The genesis of it was my wife and I, we use each other's computers, you know, we're like a sharing family and, 
And so she's got a lot of cookies on her computer that have nothing to do with her and vice versa. You know, every <laughs> once in a while, she's like, I think my computer thinks I'm a 40 something year old male because I'm getting a lot of Viagra. And, you know, like, <laughs> yes, young women do think old men are hot kind of videos, you know. And um, but one of the things that popped up a lot was she was getting all these courses for authors. And for a while, mm. she was like, honey, you should check this out. You should check this out because she's always trying to help me with my marketing. And she knows I love to learn. So I'm constantly taking courses and learning new things. It's one of the best things about being an author. I tell people the best part of the job description is professionally ignorant. And mm -hmm. it's one of the few jobs where like, you know, I used to be a lawyer and it was like, if I, if someone asked me a question, I could not say, I don't know, because that's not validating 300 bucks an hour, you know, but as yeah. a, as an author, like we go in with a baseline of incompetence, you know, if you tell people like I'm a writer, they're like, oh, let's get him the soft fork, you know, like they know you're going to mess stuff up. So it's okay to not know things. So I'm always taking these courses and I started going to them and checking the ones out. And she always follows up. She doesn't let me get away with stuff. So she's like, why are you not taking this course? Did you not check it out? Don't you love me? I want a divorce. You know, the usual <laughs> stuff. And um, no, I'm kidding. She's awesome. But, but she does ask. And I was like, here's the thing is they all suck. They're all like promising the universe. And they're these like, I'm an expert. I will help you sell millions. I'll help you mm. quit your job. I'll help you be a success. And the first thing I always do is click over to their Amazon page. And inevitably, it's like, if you are so good at this repeatable process, why does your single book only have eight reviews? You know, like yeah. that was a, a telltale thing. So I started getting really mad about that. And, um, and then last year, I had a major mental health crisis, like huge, what would have in the old days been called a nervous breakdown. Um, and I'm really, I'm open about my mental health stuff. I have really severe mental health problems. And I think it's important to talk about those Thank as you. diseases and things that we deal with rather than stigmatize things to be embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was most days for a couple of months, my wife had to watch me constantly. It was one of two times in our marriage where she was really seriously considering committing me, you know, like for, for mm -hmm. 72 hour watch and stuff like that. And and um, actually was calling the, the ambulance one time before I, she got me under control. And, and so it was really rough. And one of the things I did to get out of it was engage in other projects. And, and that's always what I kind of, one of the things I do is like, you find something to live for. Like, I can't die because I got crap due on Thursday. <laughs> and, um, and so I started building out this course. And, you know, unlike a lot of these experts, like I have tens of thousands of reviews across all the platforms. And I've sold hundreds of thousands of units of my books all over the world. And and, you know, tens of millions of Kindle Unlimited reads. So I was like, maybe I could talk profitably to some people about what yeah. I did to get here. Um, well, and the that's, big difference. Yo, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that, that's exactly the thing that excites me the most about this course specifically, right? Because, I mean, every like you were saying, everybody has that, that one ad that pops up at some point that's like, I'm the guy who's going to solve all your problems. I've got all this experience. Right. And then you type their name into Google and you got no idea who this person is. Yeah crickets yeah international totally. bestseller michael brent callings has a wikipedia page you can go and look <laughs> at the bibliography i mean i'm gonna embarrass you a little bit here but dude you have got a track record that you should be very 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 proud of mm -hmm. and people should be super excited to come and take this course uh, I, I wish that i had found out about it a little bit sooner i've already gone and started setting things up I'm going to talk to my wife about it too. Cause like if you haven't had the opportunity to read one of these books, 
you should definitely do so. Not before you finish listening to this episode, but after <laughs> no. that. After. Mm-hmm. So Time what's, for everything. What's the thing that you're like the most excited about within this course? Oh, that's tough. You know, well, I think probably one of the things I'm really excited about, it sounds silly, but like one of the things I love is that, you know, there's other authors who've done better than me, even indie authors, obviously, you know, there's always somebody mm-hmm. who's done better, but I'm the only person I'm aware of in the world who's achieved this level of success and done a hundred percent of it myself. Like I do everything. I don't just do the writing. I do the PR. I do the marketing. I do the ads. I do the book covers. You know, most everybody else, they shop something out. They, they subcontract it, which is fine. And it actually makes a lot of sense to do that. And I encourage people to do that. I'm like, don't edit yourself. Don't do your own book cover because you have to be a professional nowadays. It used to be in Kindle. It was like, hey, you know, like I hired my deranged five-year-old to do something with Microsoft Paint. And that was like <laughs> totally fine for Kindle. And, but now like you have to look good. You, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, it's a cute little indie author. I'll try him out or her out there. They're looking at Stephen King or J.K. Rowling and going, nah, I'd rather spend $14 for a known quantity. So you just have to look awesome. Yeah. And so I learned all this stuff at a professional level. So one of the things I'm most excited about is, you know, I'm not going up there and being like, and now I'm going to hand you off to my marketing guy. It's, and now here are my ads that have worked the best over the years. Here yeah. are the things that I do to keep my Amazon KDP or my Amazon um, ad stuff running profitably, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and that's really fun. And the other thing, and, and this is the dorkiest thing, but I am so stoked about like the step-by-step um, guides because it's not just me talking on video. Cause that's the mm-hmm. other thing. It's like, they basically do a PowerPoint and maybe you get a handout, but like mine is tricked out. I even have not just step-by-step um, things to, so I explain it all. And then you click below and there's a guide where it's like, get started and you press the button and it goes to the first step and the second step. So it's like, you can't misunderstand this. And I even have like one of the pages goes into my whole, how I spend every day for the 30 days before launch. And if you get to the end of that, there's a magic timeline calculator that I coded where you put your launch date and it autofills every day what you should be doing leading up to that. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. it's just cool. It's got lots of bells and whistles and it's not even done. So like right now, um, it's going to go for, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be expensive. You know, like it's broken into four areas of expertise kind of thing, marketing, writing, publishing, technical, and each of those is going to go for five or 600 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, since it's still building out, you can, you can grab the whole thing forever for lifetime for 200 bucks. So I'm like, I'm stoked to be able to give this stuff to people and it's got some track record behind it. You know, mm-hmm. the reality is it's not a science. If this was a science, like if we could do it repeatedly every time it would be a bachelor of science degree, it would pay <laughs> oh. better and no one would want to do it. You know, so <laughs> no what I can offer do. though, no, it's no fun, you know? But yeah. and we're not in there for that. We no one gets started writing like mm-hmm. really no one does being like I'm going to be rich. They get started writing because there's something fun and powerful about that. And so I'm like I'm not going to say like all those shysters I'm going to change your life instantly, but I will say my life changed and I'm going to show you every freaking thing I can think of that's in my process. I love it. You hit all four of like my favorite things about good mentors. You, you've got <laughs> you've got a library of content that is continuing to grow. You've got shortcuts that include step-by-step. You've got somebody who has the experience to have done it themselves, who is going to give good advice about what not to do. 
And <laughs> the final thing here is like, it's still a growing library of content. That, that's yeah. absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I actually, I put new content up weekly. So like last week I put up this big deep dive on, on Amazon. I already did a, how to do Amazon advertising, but then I did, you know, a really in-depth, here's how you analyze it and make sure it's actually working. And I broke it down because that kind of stuff is scary. You know, it's so easy to be like, you know, if you manage to make an ad and then a hundred million numbers pop up and all you really understand is the number that says you didn't make any money with this ad and the rest of them are just confusing. You're like, what? Is, oh my gosh, what's a USP? What's a CTR? You know, it sounds like some kind of weird anagram cult and, and it's so <laughs> scary. So it's nice to be able to kind of get in there and say like, look, I'm not the smartest guy. Okay. I really am not. I have like, I tell everybody I have one or two skills and my wife takes care of everything else, including making sure I wear pants daily. And I'm not kidding. She'll walk in and she'll be like, it's 11. You've been working since two. Have you eaten? Huh? Did you go to the bathroom? What? You should probably put clothes on. Huh? You know, like I'm not like the most geniusy guy. So I try and break down all this stuff just because I, did it through trial and error for 10 years, you know, and I'd rather other people avoid that process because it's expensive. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's really awesome what you've done. Um, I know you had kind of a, a program before that you had out and yeah. so it seems like you've taken that and amplified it and leveled it up. Yeah. Times. Um, yeah. Cause I remember going through that and being a part of that, which was fantastic. Uh, you know, and if you have not ran into Michael Brent at any event, you know, you come with a stockpile of books. I, you know, I, I've gone to several conventions where you're there and your table is just full of books. Like, you know, and there's several other authors that do the same. But I noticed you're one of the few that generally by the last day, there is nothing left on your table. And if there is, you know, it, it's really rare. You know, you, you're there uh, on the floor you're talking to people you're um you know you're you're being personal with them you know it's not just a oh hey let me sign that and then you go to the next person you literally spend time and talk uh, i know i've sat there and waited until you've stopped just because i don't want to <laughs> um but it, it's amazing the the way you connect with people the way you market your books and yourself uh because there's a lot of writers out there that you know you're right they depend on the publisher they depend on the marketing team behind the publisher to do all that stuff and you do it and yeah. you can see how it's paid off so if anyone is doubting like definitely jump on this you know as alton said <laughs> hit the four things that he looks for and nine that michael brent's been doing this on his own he's been doing it from the beginning and he's a one-man show uh you know one-man band i guess uh yeah. with the help of his wife um yeah oh always that Always. continues to make sure she she he's moving forward. So I guess what this leads into, because we, we've hit on all cylinders on this, but moving to the next thing is, I mean, you have been an indie author from the beginning. It's all you. Now something has changed. You know, th there's been a flux in the universe. Uh, <laughs> not saying that have you, Dan, have you sensed the disturbance in the force? Yes, yes, there's always a disturbance. That's just because I'm naked from the waist down, and he always knows somehow. Well, you know, <laughs> Your wife's uh, not doing her job today, huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, she just knew it was Dan. She's like, do yeah. we really care? Yeah, we just don't care. Yeah, there is the golden baby that sits on his, his yep. mantle. So, always, uh, always. It, it's always watching. 
That's how I know. Oh, so creepy. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard Daniel talk about World Anvil. I tried it myself, and holy moly, kids, World Anvil is designed to help you lay out the master plan for your campaign or the entire plot for your novel. The suite of features is immense, but the excellent tutorials and resources help me get rolling in no time. If you have a campaign or story idea that is begging to be unleashed, give World Anvil a try. And you can use the code DCR40 to get a whopping 40% off today. Go right now to worldanvil.com and try out an award-winning world-building suite of tools that are totally epic and don't suck. Uh, But besides that, there is the disturbance I mean, not it's not a bad thing. This is a fantastic thing, but it is something that is unusual for you because you have been indie, and there's you've accepted an offer. Um, yeah, how did that come yeah. about? What is it? So how it came about, and this is something I talk about. You know, it's funny you mentioned like having my table full of books and stuff because like I literally even talk about I have a whole module in my course about how I sell in person because like I, everything I do is a system. You know, people are like you say like you're really personable and stuff. And I so appreciate that because this is hard for me. Like I am not naturally a personable person. I had to memorize systems to appear personable. Cause I have, again, I have these mental health disorders that really get in the way of my having normal relationships. And so I had to learn all these coping techniques and, and everything I do tends to be systematized when you get down to it, you know? Um, and so um, I was, it's funny that you say things like that, um, and the other thing is, yeah, I've been indie forever, but one of the things I talk, have talked about forever is, um, first of all, I have nothing against traditional publishing. It's just, I'm a business person, you know, first and foremost, I've never seen myself as an artist. I'm just like a husband and a dad, and I'm trying to put food on the table. And so, um, I have always been amenable to working with traditional publishing. It's just most, I feel that offers and they never can pay me what I'm already paying my, myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I talk about a lot and have talked about for years is being kind to other people, you know, getting out there and making good relationships. And so be, they pay off, you know, I would not have a career if it was just for my writing. Um, there've been bad times. It happens in this field, you know, there's ups and downs and the things that save me, it's never like, Oh, someone remembered I'm a literary giant. It's someone's like, Oh, Michael Brent's in trouble. How can we help out? Um, cause he's been cool through the years, you know? And so, um, going along with that, when I was very young in the business, the same year I met Dan, actually, I met a, a gal who works, um, at shadow mountain and she, which is the publishing company that did fable Haven, um, and a bunch of other things. And she and I became friends and through the years, you know, she grew up in her career as I grew in mine and, and, and she got higher and higher and, and she started saying, we should work together. We should work together. And I'd always, you know, I always answer that with um, anytime someone says we should work together or I'm a huge fan. I know that's code for you're not seeing a check today, bub, you know. Um, (laughs) And so my answer is always like, oh, yeah, totally. We should. And I mean, it. like that would be great. But and every once in a while, I'd toss her an idea. But um, last year, I she she reached out again and and I was like, well, here's an idea. And I threw it at them and she comes back to me and she's like, we want to hear more. And I literally spent like 45 minutes writing up a page and a half pitch for wasn't a book. It was just a pitch for a series. Um, and I sent it. And two days later, I'm meeting with every high level person there. I was meeting with both the 
you know, the ed- the top level editors and their marketing people and like this whole crew was on. Um, and so they bought the pitch sight on scene on the book um, and, you know, with an option to continue the series. And and it was really a it was a weird uh, kind of a situation because they really were excited. So they're like, we want to fast track this. And I'm like, I'm like, OK, we can do that. And they go, can you get it to us like in, by the end of February? And when this all started, it was like the previous April or, or I guess it was June something. And that's like eight months. I can write and publish three books in that time. No problem, you know. But I, I did not understand what fast track means in traditional publishing. Because like we finally got the contract signed end of January, you know. And they still want this. And I didn't start writing. And I told them like I don't do stuff unless I'm getting paid because of the food thing, you know, my children, every time I get them cut down to a point where I'm like, I finally broke them of this food habit. One of them coincidentally gets sick. We have to go to the hospital and start the thing again. So, um, no. So, you know, I hadn't started and they're like, can you still get it to us? Cause we really want this out, but there's this huge lead time for traditional publishing. So they're like, we want it out. And I'm thinking, you know, mid 2023. And they're like early 2024, you know, and it was just crazy. <laughs> um, and, and I don't mean to sound mocking or anything. It was just such an eye opener, the different way the two things work, you know, yeah. um, because I'm like, I'll have an idea and I've already got stuff in prep for my next three books and I'll write this book. And by the time I'm finished with that, it's ready to go. You know, it's like, I'll announce it and publish it a month and a half later, kind of a deal. Um, so it was just funny that all this happened, but they still wanted this book immediately so i um kissed my wife and children goodbye like i said i'm here but you're not allowed to talk to me until this book is done um because i work at home and i will do that i'll be like i've got a crunch so i i'm i'm dead for the next x weeks and um i wrote a i promised them a sixty thousand word middle grade book and they're like or you could get sixty five thousand because we need something to edit you know and three weeks later i had a hundred and twenty thousand word book Um, which I suspected would be too much. And then the next week I, I shaved it down to 85,000 words and, um, and sent it over. And I was like really ready for them to be mad. They read it in like three days. They're like, it's awesome. And, (laughs) you know, sent me, they sent me revisions, but they were, they were pretty minor, all things considered. I spent another week on that and, and they seem really happy. So I'm stoked. It's a fun project. We're all excited about it. That is so cool. You used a term just now that I'm not familiar with, and maybe it's my own ignorance, but I'm hoping that at least one other crawler does not know this term too. <laughs> uh, you said mill grade. Middle grade. Oh, middle. Middle oh, grade. And, yeah, middle for grade. kids. Same oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I thought you were I, like, I thought you were referencing like military grade, and I'm like, is this an assault <laughs> book? Is that what that, we're trying to say? That's the like, kind of... That's the level book I write, people. I get USDA certification inspected <laughs> by 14 mil grade. No, it's a, it's a kid's book. It's a kid's That's book. That's awesome. It, it, yeah. it comes with a signature from the author and a Picatinny rail system. Right. No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Not quite YA, not a completely kids. It's just got that middle area between... So yeah, it's like the you know it's it's not the first chapter books, but um, Fablehaven. Fablehaven's a yeah. good example. That's and they're actually like they want this to be their next big Fablehaven. So there's a big push getting geared up, and and you know you have to always go in with it like the check cleared, and I'm very happy, and the people have been nice, and I'm very happy about that. 
because um, that's so important is working with people that you respect and you like and yeah and um and they're excited about it but you also kind of go i'm excited too and i will be more excited when it actually happens but you know like i'm not you don't hang your your heart on this stuff after a certain point because yeah you see so many deals go bad and stop and it's not because anybody's out to screw you necessarily it's just stuff gets in the way you know and this has got so many moving parts when you get involved with other people um you know stuff gets derailed and it happens all the time so i saw you know writing movies and stuff that happens a ton and you just you can either curl up and die but or you can just be like this is really people say it's like my baby but i got babies my my writing is not my baby We have just hovered around the topic of babies all night. I, I hope that I hope that the golden baby story specifically gets cut for Patreon content because man, I, that would be okay. such a tease. It's uh, it's in my book already. Oh, okay, no well then, those of you those of you who may be hearing this clip right now, be teased. Go join uh, the Patreon. Oh my gosh! I was about to lean in and be like, none of Michael Brandt Collins' children are actually made out of gold. Not at all. Not at all. Well, one of them, because I dipped her. Oh, it's an Achilles thing. One. Don't worry about it. It'll work out. I love it. Well, talking about derailing, there is something very important that we need to do with you, sir. Oh, my. Before we Daniel. get you off the air that sounded, today. That sounded sexy. Now, when we bring guests onto the show, if you haven't been interviewed by Joshua Krez before... We always do a lightning round with people, and the whole objective here is to ask you questions, and you just give your earnest, honest answer off the top of your head. Don't overthink mm. it. Only one of these questions is deep and important, and it's okay if you get it wrong uh, in Krebs' <laughs> eyes. But... Oh, it's good to know there are wrong answers to these questions. Thanks for letting me know that ahead of time. The main thing is if you do get it wrong, you don't get ejected off of a bridge. It's no. not true. Red. No, blue. Ah! <laughs> but you do but you do miss out on a second golden baby. You you won't win. Oh, <laughs> I am in it to win it, people. But this right. is where I tee it up. Josh, say what you need to say and jump right in. Okay, Michael Brandt Collins, are you ready for the lightning? I'm so ready. So oh, ready. And here we go. What is Wait, I'm your... not ready. Oh, oh okay. I just... <laughs> well, okay, through no, that was the so mean. On that. that was fantastic. <laughs> you were the first guest to do that. You, uh, <laughs> you is... got him. On a first question is on a scale of 0 to 10, how subversive are you? No. Uh, oh. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> MBC. What is your favorite color? Blue. No, yellow. What is your favorite food on a rainy day? Oh, on a rainy day, probably cuddling with my wife. I'm not a big food guy, but I'm a, I am like cuddling. This is going interesting places. Uh, of all the books that you have published, which is the one you wish you could do over? <laughs> all of them. None of them. <laughs> all of them. And none of them. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, which is your which is your favorite middle grade book? Since I just learned about that tonight, mm, probably uh, it would have to be either. I really do like Fablehaven. I love it, and Brandon Mull's been a friend of mine for decades. Literally, he's awesome. Um, but I would probably have to say um, either Lion Witch and Wardrobe, or um, there's one called Joel and Tannenar, which was just a 
kind of a self-published book from before that was cool. And I can't remember how I got it, but I got it as a kid and I loved it. Or Phantom Tollbooth. That's always in the room. Phantom Tollbooth. Good, oh, good one yeah. there. And then finally, what is your stance on the 1983 sci-fi fantasy film Crawl? Oh, dude, that that one's just got such a place in my heart, man. I made glaives out of popsicle sticks for yes! for like years, you know, yes! like just so many different configurations of popsicle sticks, and and nobody even knew what I was doing because everyone in my family did because we're uber nerds you know of course Um, but like all of the people at school are like well this kid's we knew he was a dork but now he's walking around like hurling popsicle sticks at things and then like (laughs) holding his hand out like he expects it to come back because that was a cool thing about the glaive oh yeah um so but going back and watching it which i did a couple years ago and i was so excited because i hadn't seen it since i was a kid and i'm just sitting there and it was almost like realizing how bad the star wars prequels were i mean it was like it was right up there it really was because i had this whole plan like i'm gonna i'm gonna show my kids this but i better check it because i remember there were some parts that scared me and i don't want it to scare them and and a, you know a quarter of the way through i was like or i will tell them the story and do a better job than this movie <laughs> Wow. Well, the good news is, Michael Brent Collings, I am pretty sure that there is a golden Grogu showing up on your porch at some point. <laughs> Thank you so much for participating in the lightning round this evening. You want to know what? I, I don't think we deliver it to the porch. He will be a, more than likely. You're going to be a fan X in September. I don't know yet. Um, yeah, this this has been a weird year and, and fan X has changed a lot in the last couple of years. Not, you know, not in a bad way or a good way, but it's become more of a business. And that's reality. It's like that mm-hmm. happens to anything that survives long enough, you know? Um, and so uh, a lot of the people have changed behind the scenes and, and I don't know, I haven't been even invited yet. I don't think so. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, we'll do the best that we can to get it delivered to you in some form or fashion. <laughs> I will and be there in August for a conference. So I'll, I'll bump into Dan then for some. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And dungeon crawlers at home. If you want to support us in this noble quest, Make sure to listen to our episodes. Make sure to check us out, DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. And make sure to join our Patreon, which should be going live fairly soon. Yes. I did have a, a little bit of an announcement. Oh, uh, my, my sister oh, no. just had a baby girl. Oh, oh congratulations. congratulations. We call her Denise. De- De- and we call her brother, Denephew. Matthew. <laughs> oh, no. Matthew. Oh, boy. Holy smokes. And on on that note, I'm going to tee it up for Daniel to take us out and tell us, what are we doing next week, Dan? All right, folks. Uh, So next week, we will actually be doing... Yeah, you know, we, we we've had a historic moment this evening. With uh, apparently, there will be a second gold baby in Michael Brent's future. Oh, but so happy! Next week, we will be doing something that has never happened on Dungeon Crawlers before, and that is, we're going to be talking about Star Trek. We're going to be yep. talking about Star what? Trek. Yeah, uh, Strange New Worlds. Yes, because Dude. I actually found a Star Trek series I like. That is, I was going to. I'm sorry, I know you're talking about it next week, but that is the only star trek i think stands with the original yeah that's such a good show yeah and you can't go wrong with anson mount i mean oh, it, oh I can't so go good wrong with anson mount yeah come on guys too many spoilers too many spoilers you got to save some good content for next yes week. so we'll talk about that next week uh so tune in follow up as well 
Go out, buy every novel you can of Michael Brent Pellings. If you love being terrified, if you love having to turn on every light in your house to go to bed, definitely pick up his novels because unfortunately that's what's hap- that what ha- is what happens. So with that said, we're out of here. We'll catch you next and time. If you wanna, and if you want to write instead of read, go to bestsellerlife.com. And we'll catch you next time. Dungeon crawlers, tell your story, whatever may come. And my nerdlings, remember to always let your geek flag fly. So say we all. And whether you are sitting comfortably somewhere or you too have a golden baby, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us.